Welcome to episode 33. My name is Kareem Kanji. As always, I'm recording live to tape from inside the Pacific Junction Hotel at the Girth Radio Studios on King Street here in Toronto. Today's guest is a graduate of Ryerson University's radio and television arts program and who has worked in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Sacramento, California, and who now has a role on TV's Saving Hope. Here's my conversation with Hussein Hus Madavji. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Cool, man. I was thinking, I was like, my friends, a couple of my friends have got podcasts. I was like, I'm yeah. thinking doing one on. Yeah, it's good. It's cool. Okay, so what's your podcast about? What do you, what do you normally, what are your normal things? What is like, is, I, like a, is it like a. I just talk. So I've been doing a version of this since 2010. Okay. Um, but I've never manned the board. I still don't know how to do this. Oh, okay. To be very honest with you. Does someone come in and do this for you? Or no, 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 no. I do it. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, but I used to do it in... Um, so I used to have a show called SMS. Okay. Which was social media show. So it was all about social media. Back in 2010, it was a cool, hip thing to do. Okay. Um, but then the guy who's home, I used to go to... He was out of Mississauga. Okay. So my whole Sunday would be driving to Mississauga for like an hour. I was there for three hours right and then driving back so like my whole sunday is gone just recording yeah the show. but i enjoyed it like i just said okay this is something i want to do yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no yeah. money in it It was just fun no that's, that's so important yeah yeah and uh and then so i stopped and he stopped i said okay i'm gonna do it from home okay so i call him through skype and we do it that way um that was clear through skype yeah it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as clear okay and so i took a break he was trying to rethink what he wanted to do because he had like five. He had a he had a network, so he had maybe like five, six shows. Yeah, and I was just one of them. Um, he ended up stopping. Um, getting married, has a kid, lives further out west, and is in real estate. Um, and then I had a consultancy, and I wanted to get in front of and talk to people mm-hmm. who I could learn from okay, and who would be interesting enough to talk to. What was a consultancy? Like, what was that? Social media. Oh, got it. Oh, yeah, that's <coughs> right. I knew that you were doing that, social yeah, yeah, media yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So <coughs> I started, I, I did it again, but because I didn't know any of this stuff, mm-hmm. I had a small flip camera, um, and so I, I put it up on a tripod. I, I'd rent a room. And I would record a conversation between me and someone else, but they would sit beside me. Okay. Um, there'd be no mic, so we talk a little bit louder. So it was horrible. The production value it was horrible. Yeah. We were in a room a little bit bigger than this, but you know none of the stuff that could muffle sound and the bounces of, of of the sound and stuff. Right. So it was fine. I did maybe fifteen ish, twenty That's still of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I stopped doing it. Okay. And then my buddy Sammy mm-hmm. um, on Twitter, at my pal Sammy, he, he's the guy who, he's the brains behind this. 
So he knows the owner of this place who also owns the bar next door, Betty's. Okay, cool. Um, and the owner wanted to set up an online radio station, basically. So this is the beginning of that. Get out of here. Yeah, so I'm one of maybe a dozen really programs that's recorded here that no you can kidding. find on Girth Radio. Yeah. I might want to do this. This is kind of cool. Yeah. And Are we have we started yet or no? Sure. Because <laughs> I noticed well, I noticed you said at Sam. I was like, in a normal conversation, you're not gonna drop someone's Twitter handle. And then I saw the red light. I'm like, oh, we're recording. We're recording. That's a, okay. Um yeah, so if you want to like swear to get it all out, you can do that. No, no, it's fine. Do you edit at all? It's no. kind of like a no. Oh my god, dude! It's a very. Um, I'll cut off the the beginning part. Yeah, it's a very part. slow, like um, lame kind of for me especially. Yeah, no, we I just start we just start chatting. Sure, that's a good way to do it. And like so that. yeah, so Sammy contacted me and he said, "Do you want to do a show?" And I said, "No, I said I don't want to talk with social media." He said, "What about wearables?" I said. I, I said, I'll do 10 episodes, and there'll be no one else to talk to. Mm-hmm. Uh, because although it's growing and stuff, it's like, how can you have the same conversation over and over and over again? Uh, I wasn't interested. So he goes, okay, think about it. And Sammy's, Sammy's line is, have a cup of tea. That's his line? That's his line. That's said, what, line. what do you mean? He says, you know, have some tea and think about it. I said, okay, I'll have a cup of have tea. Have a cup of tea. That's his thing. Where's Sammy from? I don't know. Indian background, I guess. I was gonna say, he, he, yeah. For someone to have a cup of tea, Semi- he's South Asian. Yeah, have some tea. So, uh, so I said, how about if I just talk to interesting people? He says, yeah, yeah, I do it. I said, okay, but you have to teach me, or you have to do this for me. Because yeah, we got it. We have a producer. Uh-huh. We have somebody who will come and set everything up for you. But he didn't show up today. No one has ever shown up ever. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> how many of these have you done? Uh, you're number 33. I'm 33? Yeah. You've run out of interesting people. You're like, <laughs> let me get this guy now. Let's no, see if he's available. You're, you're 33. I've got, I've, got, <laughs> I've got my MP coming on. Oh, cool. Um, sometime in July. Okay. Um, I've, had, I've had a bunch of people. I was supposed to have more people from Global, but I think something happened at Global recently. No, at Shaw. Something's happened. Lots has happened. Yeah, yeah. Man. There's, there's stuff. Chorus happening. and Shaw, they're all kind of like one thing now. Yeah. Lots of people lost. Their, it's like the television industry. Is so I think so. Yeah, it's fickle, man. So I started off with people I knew, like close friends who knew I was starting this. Yeah. So that's what, like, the first. I'm just looking now. That's the first. Do I know anyone? Seven, eight. I don't know if you know these guys. So there's another Kareem, Kareem Awad, Mark Farmer. You might know. You will know. Hold on. Mm. I don't know if you know Freed Kasim. I don't know if you know him. You might know him. He worked on the uh, space shuttle arm, the original one. Did he? Cool. Um, You might know. You might know. You won't know him. That's Sammy. Half his face. All right. Uh, Have some tea. Morgan P. Campbell writes for the Toronto Star. Right. Okay. Yeah. Spider Jones used to be on the fan in CFRB. Old guy. He, He he trained with. He was a sparring partner for Muhammad Ali when Muhammad what? Ali fought George Shavalo. No way. Yeah, so he came in. Do, do you know Romana Kasim? And you talked about all that stuff? You must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romana who I who I did not know. Yeah. Uh, but is the most popular episode. Okay. Uh, Sagan, convicted uh, murderer. Okay. He came in and chatted with me. Wow, these are interesting people. Katija Kaji. Um, this was a really interesting one. This one I did live in front of a, an audience. Cool, and um, her son 
I want to say a seven, six, seven, eight, something like that. Okay. And last Christmas, this has started this whole movement, um, was not allowed to board the plane because his name is on the no-fly list. Right. I knew that. I know this story. So I know the story. So she's the mother. Right. Yeah. yeah I know the story. That's yeah. such a bizarre. It's crazy. It is a crazy story, and it's just it's just such a it's just bizarre because that would not have happened like. You know, when we were growing up, there's no, no way. No, that, it didn't that happen. Story, it's like a, such a new type of story now. I don't know if you know Showdown year. Joe. Uh, no, who's Showdown Joe? He used to be on Sports Center. He was the face of MMA in Canada. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you a big MMA guy? I was. Yeah. Yeah, but now you can't find anything online except the pay per views. Oh right. Right. Like now, it's only pay per views. There's nothing on. There's no. What Showdown used to have was a magazine show. So once a week for, I don't know if it was a 30-minute or one-hour show, mm -hmm. he would talk MMA and predominantly UFC. Um, but then Sportsnet lost the, the rights mm -hmm. to TSN, and TSN has, never, has, has not really done anything with it. So there's no more magazine show. There's no one to sort of promote Canadian fighters. Like, I didn't even know that and i can't remember his name there's a canadian that fought in ottawa this past weekend um and he didn't do too well and now george st pierre's coming back yeah he's apparently. he's our big guy right yeah sonia gill i don't know if you know her i know sonia well you know actually. yeah i know her yeah she's okay. cool yeah she's awesome arturo Morcano. he writes for espn mm -hmm. um or something like that it's spanish okay we talked about baseball and racism uh, Georgia Sapunas, she is uh, with Team Canada. She is the digital head of Team Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, you know this guy, Liam Vu? Oh, I think I've Global seen him. TV. Sure, okay. Morning show on Global. Mm -hmm. Producer J.D. Bunkus, he's with uh, the radio station Fan 590. Um, John Sinden, he heads up now. He's the marketing guy for uh, Toronto Festival of Beer. Used to be the head marketing guy at CFNY mm -hmm. back when Dean Blundell was was um, owning the airwaves and also was the head uh, social and digital guy for the Leafs, Raptors, and TFC. Wow. And then the last one I did was uh, Jackie Redmond, Sportsnet. A lot of sports. Yeah, not meant to be. But no, that, no, that must be because you're very interested. You must be very yeah, interested so. in sports. I didn't even think about that. That's funny. A lot of my, some of my best friends are like sports anchors. I'm like sport, like... Yeah? Yeah, and it's like... I, I feel like an idiot around them because they are so <laughs> they know so much about everything. Like you just they're like walking encyclopedias. It's embarrassing for me. So who like who do you know? Um like the brown anchors? No, like Aden <laughs> Aden Verks, one of my best friends. He's like my brother. He's like an okay. ESPN anchor. Um Okay. Cabby, uh oh, yeah, Cabby yeah. Richards. Yeah. Another just another one of my really yeah, close friends. Yeah, he's one of my Where is he now? He's a TSN. Okay. He's incredible. He's just like one of the, I think he's like a, he's got to be one of the most popular personalities, I, I imagine, in the yeah. country. I'm so proud of what he's done. Uh, Brian Mudrick, he's like another TSN anchor. Okay. He's like the big, he does a lot of, uh, he anchors like Sports Center, and then he does, um, uh, but he's, his cur curling is his big thing. And him and I started together in Winnipeg. So I did, I did, um, I did entertainment. He, was, he did sports. And then Gurdeep Alawalia. I don't know that name. Gurdeep, he's at TSN. Okay. Nabil Kareem, from our community. Yeah, he's yeah. He's at TSN. 
Ah. Faisal Kamisa, is that Sportsnet? Another TSN? Uh, Sportsnet guy, yeah. Sportsnet, Sportsnet guy? yeah, from our community as well. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. There's a few of them, a few of us, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to give me some uh, interviews. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the sports show, man. You got to, like, that's, you gotta, I got to hook you up with some of these guys. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I have to get this out of the way. Hussein or Hoos? What do you. Uh, I use Hoos. Yeah. Like, I use Hoos all the time now. Um, but Hussein is my so name. So where did that, where did that Hoos? come from? Yeah. Hoos came from, um, it started in Winnipeg, in, not Winnipeg, in Sacramento. So after Winnipeg, I was an, I used to be a broadcaster. Yeah. I remember I used to, to be a television host. Anyway, I used to be a television host. And Winnipeg was my first job. And then I went to Northern California. Yeah. And um, like, they'd be like, okay, Hussein's on the street. Hoos, what do you got going on? It was like, that so was, was like short form. Short form, just kind of like Christopher Chris or, you know, like that kind of yeah, yeah. thing. Um. And then when I went to Star, which is now E Canada here, uh, here in Toronto, um, it was Hussein with Avji. But still, the nickname was still stayed as as who as Hoos. Yeah. So Dina Pugliese, who's the host of Breakfast Television, would say that all the time. Like yeah. she just Hoos Hoos. Like that was sort of what she was saying. And then when all that uh, ended, I sent out my demo reel to this guy named Adam Share, who really liked my work. Adam Share was at the time Ryan Seacrest's agent. Okay. Uh, I think he now works for Ryan Seacrest's production production company. Anyways, he was great, and he set me up with like a, some really good contacts in L.A. to get started down there. And I asked him, I was like, hey, man, in the States, what, uh, what do you think? Like, is it, like, you know, is it, what do you think of my name? What do you think, just what do you think of my name? And I have the email. Like, it's in my Gmail. Like, I, sometimes, like, anytime someone asks that, I have to, I have to like, always reference, because I have proof. This He said, he's like, normally, he said, normally I don't like clients changing their na- name. But in your case, if you're coming down to the States, a lighter version might be good. <laughs> a lighter version. Yeah. So then I was like, what am I going to change it to? What's like, am I going like, to like, drop the last name and kind of yeah. like, because it's kind of, it's a lot of, it's Madavji and there's like, you know, there's like eight letters. Like, you know, can we, can we trim some of that down? But I was like, no, I'm going to keep that. Like, that's, that is my last name. That's just what it is. And I'm just going to use what everyone calls me on TV anyways, which is okay. Hoops. And then the other thing is this, when I went into acting, when I switched over to acting, um, a lot of the casting directors, there was two in particular who would not see me at all. Because of your name? Not because you of, don't know. Well, because they were like, he's a broadcaster. He doesn't know how to act. Like, he, he can't act. He's a broadcaster. Like, they just were like, we, this is a very big role, and we can't see him. Like, he's a broadcaster. He's the guy from TV, so we're not going to. So then I, I, like, missed out on a couple oh. roles just based on, like, that. So then I was like, okay. And this is when? In Winnipeg, Sacramento? No, this is so after. So after. So, so after Sacramento, then I came here and I hosted Star. Then I was yeah. on E-Talk, and I, I did entertainment news. Yeah. And I was the entertainment anchor and reporter for for those channels, so like E-Talk and Star and CB20, sorry, and CB24 and stuff like that. And then when all of that ended, I went made this transition to go become an actor. And in that time, ah. in that time, I was like, okay. So then I took Adam Share's advice. This yeah. guy, Adam Share, this, that agent who's now with Seacrest. I was like, okay, I'm taking his advice. And the rejection I got from a couple of these casting directors – I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with Hoos. This is it. Yeah. And you really change yourself. Interesting. Yeah. So let's, so let's go way, way back. Okay. Um, the first thing I remember you ever doing was a documentary. Yeah. About your parents. It was I on mean, the Ugandan Asian settlement in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Now, was that part of your, I don't know what to call it, a thesis or something like that at school? Yeah. Or what it's was kind that? of like my final year project at university. Yeah. I went to Ryerson for radio and TV, and yeah. our final year project was you had to do something, whatever, like... Some people, um, um, 
you know, some, a lot of people did documentaries. Some people did like radio, like a radio kind of thing, soundscape. Some some people recorded an album. Some some people oh. did like a TV show, yeah. like a pilot. Um, and I I did a documentary because it was like a, the story was very close to me. And I, I yeah. did it half on my family because we have a pretty compelling story. I feel uh, my mom came as a single mom from Uganda okay. to Canada, and then I did another. I did I went, then I interviewed a bunch of other families. And I wanted to see like what it was like for a full family to come, so like mother, father, or kids, grandparents. Like what it, what just what those struggles were like mm-hmm. to come to Canada in 1972 when there was like like you know like we're a very multicultural country, but back then it was not that at all. Like yeah. it really wasn't. And that was the first major movement, first major movement. I think it sort of kind of set the standard of, of sort of set Canada up to be this multicultural society, the place that welcomed people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was at a, it was at a time you know it was, it was at a time I learned that like unemployment rate was high you know mm-hmm. like there was like a backlash against Ugandans coming people taking our jobs yeah like they're scared of it like your family's from Uganda yeah, too yeah yeah. yeah yeah so like there was like a backlash if you ask your parents like it wasn't like it, it's in the, it's documented in the news and Trudeau at the time there's and I had footage of this in my documentary Trudeau was asked that hey man aren't you <laughs> I don't think the reporter said hey man it was like <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Mr Trudeau or whatever. Uh, what do you what do you think of like, the unemployment rate is high? And then he said the spirit of Canadians is that we're open and we're giving. And he's like, I have faith. I have faith in this country that they're gonna that they're gonna welcome these refugees with open arms. Wow. And we were a very we were like a very successful model. In fact, it's celebrated like every like ten years or whatever at, at Parliament Hill. Really? Yeah, they actually screened my documentary at Parliament. No Hill. way. Yeah, it was, I, I wasn't even there. I was in. And it was for Did the, they invite you? Did they tell you ahead of time? Yeah, yeah. and my cousin. My cousin actually went for me, got me the program and everything. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so cool. It was for the 30th anniversary, I think. Yeah? Yeah, 30th anniversary of that movement. So that in 2002, must... they did and it. And did you always want, like, did you go to Ryerson thinking you wanted to be a documentarian? Like, what did you, what did you go in wanting to do? I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to go to theater school. Okay. And, uh, stage pair. actor or TV? Did you Just stage, yeah, stage, because um, that's what I... That was my training in high school, was musicals, oh, okay. plays, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Although I hosted a lot, like, you know, like religious speech competitions, like yeah. biases and stuff like that, like yeah. growing up. So I was like hosted public speaking and acting, but I did a lot of acting, like a lot of any, st- any stage I could jump on in London, Ontario, which is where I'm from, I would, I would, I would get on. And then my dad was like, uh, I thought you wanted to be like a lawyer or a <laughs> politician, like with all that speaking, what do you... Actor, come on, man. He was okay. Like he still took me to like one acting kind of interview, but it was like so discouraged. It wasn't happening. And my sister Jamila, yeah, who's who graduated from Ryerson, but then was also working there, was like, "Listen, there's a great program here." She worked at Ryerson. Yeah, okay. she, she was like one of the. She was she was the academic counselor for Ryerson. Oh wow! So she would go recruit you know high school students and would travel. Anyway, so she knew all about all about the school and the programs they offered, and she said, "This radio and TV is got they got to offer. It's one of the best in the country. Um, the job rate is very high when you graduate, which is a big thing for my my parents. Yeah. Um, why don't why doesn't uh, why doesn't he go here? Yeah. So then I applied. Well, she went to bat for you. Yeah, she went to bat for me, and that was sort of the compromise. Ah. It was like, why don't you do this, and it's kind of like acting like it's TV-ish and it's radio we don't know what it really is or what you're gonna learn Yeah. but the word TV is in there and it's radio and TV and you can maybe do something that'll fulfill whatever is in your in your heart and so I did it and then so I came out 
as a producer, so I produced a documentary. But yeah. I was in everybody's, like, I did a lot of short, I was in, I was the actor, like, I acted in a lot, a lot of things. Like, I won, like, best performance awards, like, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I was still, it was always in me. Yeah. Anyways, I came out of it as a broadcaster. So I was a broadcaster for almost, <laughs> like, nine, ten years. And you would, so you went straight to Winnipeg? From Earth. Yeah, like I was interning. Did you apply everywhere, or was it the thing? You always hear the thing: you got to go small before you get big. Is I that applied. Thinking, or yeah, you only hear good. This is a good story. I applied, so I applied everywhere. Yeah. But I was interning at Much Music, um, okay, in second year university, and yeah. uh, and and I was a guy like rolling cable and writing transcripts, and and then eventually became a floor director in the newsroom. And uh, the guy, one of the guys who actually founded CP Twenty Four here in Toronto, like our twenty four hour yeah. news channel here. Um, his name is Stephen Hurlbut. Him and Moses Neimer were the two guys. Like they don't work there anymore. Like the yeah, yeah. the network has changed hands like a couple of times since then. But anyways, he was like the guy. Like he's like you know like fear this guy. He, like he walks in the room. He's got like long hair, a crazy stride. You're like holy jeez, like this Hurlbut, holy jeez. And um, I was like, I need to. I want to. I want a shot on air. Like I want to do this. I, I can do what those anchors are doing. Like yeah. I'm getting like scripts for the anchors. I was the guy saying, "Hey, you're on in three, two. Like that was my job. That was you. That was my weekend job while I was in university. Three, two, and you're on like that. You don't. You never say you're on because that would actually. You're like you're three, actually two, <laughs> and then they start speaking. <laughs> um, so I, I was like, "Hey, Mr. Horvath." I was like this, like a fucking, like kid right behind him. Mr. Horvath, excuse me, one second. He's like, well, "What do you want?" And he's like, walking, and I'm just following him behind. Him. I was just wondering if I could just ask you a quick question. Uh, you know, like I know so that you know there's uh, some space between the six o'clock and the eleven o'clock show. And he's like, "I'm taking a leak. Can you go wait outside?" <laughs> I walked with him walk into, into the bathroom, talking to him while he's at the urinal. He's like, "Can you go wait outside?" I'm like, "Yes, absolutely, Mr. Horvath. Whatever you say. I'm right coming outside." So then I wait outside for him. He's like, "Listen." Uh, you really want a shot? I'm like, yeah. So he let me go on air. He let me go do a demo on air, which okay. is great. And then he says, okay, it's good. He's like, well, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. If you really want to climb fast, this is my advice to you. Get out of Toronto. Really? Go to a small market. Learn everything you can. Make all the dumb mistakes that you can. Go make Where a no fool of yourself. You, yeah, go make, go make a fool of yourself out of these other little cities. And then come back with a demo reel. I'm like, okay. And then so I applied everywhere, man. I applied Crime, I applied everywhere. Like, I sent my VHS tapes VHS. everywhere. Like, I don't know how much money I spent on postage, but I spent, I sent them all. And then Winnipeg was the first person to call. Yeah. Like, I sent one for, like, a crime reporter, like, a feature reporter, like, a law reporter. Like, I did everything. Are and then like there was, like, looking, entertainment that Are landed. you looking through the paper or something? like this? There was, like, a couple. Or do you just apply everywhere for whatever? No, there was, a, there was like, a couple, like, go-to websites back okay. in the day. I'm sure they might still exist, but... There was a couple of websites that were like the things to go to, and you'd kind of scour them. So anything that was remotely on air, okay, I'm sending them. And all my demo reel was like stuff from high school, stuff from oh. university. Um, I did. I was able to like grab the camera. Actually, Namagani, um, who was a VJ at Much Music, um, she's at, she's on TVO now. She was really cool, man. She helped me out as well. She brought. She's like, let's go. He's like, here's a microphone. I'm going to take a camera out. I'm going to film you, and we're going to just film some throws, like just some, like, um, like some introductions, yeah. so like videos, music videos. I'm like, okay, hey, you're watching much music. Like it was just at the Eden Center, and I'm kind of just whatever, just to get on tape. And I put all that on a, on a VHS tape, and I sent all that stuff out. Wow. And Winnipeg was the first person, first network, first city to call. It was like the channel, HA Channel is the name of the – A Channel. A Channel. They had an A Channel here? They had an A Channel, yeah. Was that the same sort of family? Yeah, same family. They were called uh, – well, then it was – so a, the A Channel here – Some Barry or something? Yeah, yeah. So it, that used to be called the New VR, remember? Yeah. New VR, right. Yeah, yeah. So 
So A Channel in the West Coast, so Winnipeg and Edmonton, Calgary, was owned by the Craig family. And then Ch- Chum Network, the Chum Television, bought it all out. Ah. And then they rebranded the VR. So they took that A Channel brand and they brought it over here. The new VR. Yeah, so then it became the then it became A Channel. Okay. Anyway, so Winnipeg took me down and then I became an entertainment guy because of that. Like it was random. So random. Like it's kind of one of those things that you just sort of fall into. Like it was sort of yeah. not planned and I guess kismet or I don't know what, but it happened. How was Winnipeg? I liked it a lot actually. How long were you there for? Two little over two years. Wow. Yeah, a little over two years. It was like the work itself was up and down. Um but the people, like people in Winnipeg are great. The arts and culture in Winnipeg is highly underrated. Really? There's an incredible art scene over there, incredible music scene over there. Food is like excellent over there. Yeah. Well, the that's where Randy Bachman's from. Randy, hold the guests Neil who are Young. from there, man. Yeah. Neil Young's from there. Yeah, yeah. man. They all played up. Chantal Kraviasek's from there. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They're like, it's like a huge, huge melting pot of just like different cultures. It's very multicultural, which you would not think. Yeah. They have an incredible festival called Folklorama. It lasts like bunch of it's like 40 days or something like that it's Whoa. crazy it's 40 days or 40 locations i think it's a long time but it's like a huge festival it's a huge multicultural festival yeah. there where you get a taste of like the world in that city it's really i, I think the reason why winnipeg is so unique and uh, people don't give it enough credit is because there's nothing around it like yeah. edmonton is probably the closest city and that's like a I don't know, more than a day's drive. Wow. It's a long, it's nothing like, the like, Toronto's not near, like, you have nothing influencing There's it. There's nothing. You know what I mean? Ah, that's right. So you've, it's sort of developing its own, it has its own thing. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. then you leave. So I leave, and then I got a Sacramento. job in the States, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I got a... So are you, like, applying throughout this thing to say I need to go so to like, I got a, city? No, so then one of our news anchors in Winnipeg, his name is Paul Boyd, who at the time was at Inside Edition, and he works in Florida somewhere now. Anyways, he got a job at Inside Edition. It was, like, crazy, like... Making all this money, like a young guy, very talented, news anchor. Popular show back in the day. Huge show, yeah. So we all stayed in touch, and um, he kind of just he was like, "Hey, who's you should just um, send me your demo reel. I'm gonna send it to my agent." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, (laughs) send it over." I like. He's like, "I think you're awesome. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send to my agent." So you never had an agent up until now, or no, not in Winnipeg. That was all like by myself. Like, dear sir, my name is you know like Saint Medavji. I've got zero experience. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) <laughs> um, but Paul s- s- set me up with this girl named Carol Perry at If Management. That was my agency there, and um, and then they got me the job in, in in California. And what were you doing there? So I was a live feature reporter for a new show that they had there called Good Evening Sacramento. Okay. Which then folded, and then I went <laughs> over to Good Day Sacramento. Okay. And I was their like morning show. One of the people m- didn't stay up late, so they put you back in the morning. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of like it didn't really find its stride. It had like it was. Too edgy for some people, too boring for some people. It was like it didn't really find its it didn't really find its its stride. I don't think. Yeah, yeah they were trying to make it like uh, this show out of Miami, and it just didn't was just was not that. But the morning show in Sacramento is unreal. Like it is unlike anything really? here. Unlike anything here, it's well, like they're incredible there. They're like incredible. The personalities are so talented. The producers are lightning fast. Like if you say. Like, they're just, they're so on the ball, and they just want to play. All they want to do is play on TV yeah. for five hours. Huh. The show went from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. I learned wow. so much. I fell on my ass so much, so many times, like, making a fool out of myself on TV in the, in the very beginning. 
and then I quickly honed my live skills. Like I feel like that's like a skill now. Like, like it's like it was like a incredible school to go to. Like yeah. especially being with those guys, they're like so good at what they do. And I'm curious: is is that a place that people go to learn, or is that a place where people? No, 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 no. It's like a top twenty market in the states. Oh, really? No, no. It's like a, so it's no, a no, 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 no. It's a big market. Yeah, okay. they, yeah, yeah. It was like Mike Beat was like Northern California from San Francisco. Oh, wow. To Lake Tahoe, down south to almost Fresno was like sort of my. Yeah. We were traveling all over those things. I just I was like the young young kid that was there, and I just happened to be there, like lucky enough to yeah like just absorb everything I could. So doing entertainment still in the morning, though, yeah? So it wasn't entertainment. It was, like, yeah. then doing everything. So I was, like, okay. the arts and culture guy. But then I did things, like I flew a plane or, like, I got chased down by canines or, like, I <laughs> cooked food for people. Like, it was, like, just fun, yeah, yeah. light stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I did, like, you know, celebrity interviews and, and that kind of stuff. But there was, like, a, there was the main guy that was, there was kind of Mark Allen. He's, like, the man. He did all, like, the major movie junkets and all, okay. like, talking to, like, famous people. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was that guy. And he was, he, and I kind of just wanted to watch him. He was just so good at what he did. Nice. And uh, so yeah, I just sort of took notes from him. And then you, you eventually come home to Chum. Yeah. To so E-talk to or? yeah to Star, which to is Star. now E Canada. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was called Star back then, and I was dating a girl at the time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I got so I got picked up by another agency, one of the top agencies in the states. The same thing happened. Okay. Another reporter, this girl named. Um, Melanie Kim, who's our weather, weather reporter, one of her best friends worked at one of the top five agencies in the in the states, like yeah. huge, like just massive, like like famous people are represented yeah. by this company, you know. And um, Melanie was like, "I think you're hilarious. I think I'm going to send your demo reel to uh, my friend, who happens to be like the head of broadcasting or like one of the top agencies for one of the top agents for broadcasting." Yeah, I was like, "Okay." So they um. She sends it over, and um, she loves it. Yeah. And she's like, listen, I don't pick anybody from local TV, but I think you really have something. Oh. I, want, I want to take you on. I'm like, really? That'd be amazing. Thank you so much. But like an idiot, I – well, it's not like an idiot. I'm just such a romantic. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I, whatever. Life has played out the way it's played out. <laughs> but I was having a hard time making this long-distance relationship work. Uh-huh. And Star at the time, the channel – was watching my stuff online as okay. well, and I had always been in touch with them. So you could have gone to like New York, LA, like a big with this shot. with this thing, yeah, yeah. With this, who knows? Like I don't even know. Like I basically in the end, like I just I'm just I'm just picturing <laughs> what she what her face must have been like over the phone because the conversation was this: Hey, Babette, uh, listen, uh, I don't think I can come down now. I just got offered this position uh, in at Star. Where? Uh, it's in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, listen, I know that you, obviously the opportunity that you're going to have is going to be so great. It's just that I, I really want to make this relationship work. I might get married to this girl. <laughs> okay, sure. So I was wondering, do you think you'll be around maybe later on <laughs> no. after I finish the show? <laughs> yeah, just try me and we'll figure it out. Best of luck with your marriage or whatever stupid <laughs> idea you have in your head about Love, idiot. <laughs> and that was it. And then I came to Toronto and then it's never been, heard back from her. It's been of course. Ever since. What happened? <laughs> like, what was I thinking? Oh, my God. 
How, how often do you think of that story? All the time. Because <laughs> the relationship didn't even work out. It was stupid. <laughs> oh, so stupid. It's like such a romantic. Like, I brought the girl in with me to sign the contract at Star. Wow. This is so important. I came here for us. I want you to be here when I signed it. Like, what is, like, I actually want to shoot <laughs> or, like, at least knock out MMA style <laughs> that version of Hoos, like, 10, 11 Whatever years ago, like, what's wrong with you? Like I would never do like now. That would never happen now. That would never happen. I would, that's just not even me. It's not what? even in me. Like that part, like that DNA. Like I've like burnt it. I'm sure of it. So what's his agent's name? Babette Perry. Babette. So Babette Perry. Babette, if you're around, Which, call Hoos, please. Do you remember me? Babette? Like, not remember me. Suck. Stupid. Was it Hoos at gmail dot com or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, this is a Wikipedia page now. So maybe, <laughs> yeah. He's big time. I got my own Wikipedia page. What you think of that? <laughs> so it's like, you could have had your own everything, your own city so by do now. You, did you make your Wikipedia page? What happens with this? Does your agent do that or does a fan yeah, do that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think did it's sort of... you wake up and it's there? Yeah, no, no, no. no it's kind of like, yeah, you wake up and it's there. And then and then you then you call like your manager and you're like, uh, can you add some of this? Like, like some of this is like off or can we verify this or yeah. that kind of stuff. And then they just do it. And then other stuff gets added. Like, there's, like, Saving Hope stuff in there. Like, I don't know how someone adds that stuff. And what about, like, IMBD? IMDb. I don't, I don't even take care of that. Okay. I took care of one of the things on IMDb, which is um, I, sh- I uh, wrote and directed a short film. Yeah. So I put that in. Okay. I put that in because it screened at a festival. Yeah. And I was like, I want to, you know, and I wasn't in it. I just wrote and directed it. And okay. I wanted the two actors to have a credit for it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, so I put that in. It's like a process, man. Like yeah. I couldn't never keep up with that. Got to get verified, show your passwords. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a lot of like <laughs> what festival was it at? Do you have like do you have uh, proof of it? it oh, just really? Hits and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, is it a verified festival? Is it like or is it someone's basement that you screened it at? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that kind of thing. So you go to Star Daily. Wait, East Star. All these so Star, names. yeah, yeah. So Star is the name of the channel. Star Daily. Was so that was the entertainment channel in Canada, yeah. And Star Daily was their flagship show, and you were that's like an entertainment show, one yeah. hour magazine. It was show. like Access Hollywood of yeah. Canada, yeah, half was, hour magazine show. And yeah. it was you and Dina, Dina Pugliese, yeah. Pugliese, how do you pronounce that name? Pugliese, Pugliese. Yeah, she was at she's, she's the, on BTV. She's on Breakfast Television in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how long did you do that for? We did that for two years, maybe. Okay, so that. And right, yeah, okay. yeah. I remember you like you were on TV all the time. Yeah, it was a daily. This is back when I had a television. I yeah, so when you had TV, TV, I'd be there all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I, then I got to interview all those celebrities and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how was that? It was awesome. Yeah. It, it was a great. It was great. It was great, but it was like, it was also kind of like, it was great because I got a chance to have like fun with yeah. them. Yeah. I never liked the quick interviews, the four minute. Like I never liked those. Four minutes seems long on TV though. When you think about it, four minutes is long. Yeah. But when you had a four, when you have four minutes, as soon as you walk in the door. Ah. Like, on TV, it's long, but it's like, you don't know the person. Like, here's an example. I interviewed Matthew McConaughey yeah. for his movie. What was the movie? Failure to Launch. Fa- not a good movie. I was going to say, I've never heard of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He's yeah. a great actor. Yeah. But the movie itself was, it's like a romantic comedy. Okay. And I don't even like romance, as you know <laughs> now. <laughs> um, but I interviewed Matthew McConaughey, and um, you only, I only have like four minutes. And uh, he's like, hey, man, uh, what's your name again? I'm like, uh, it's uh, Hussein. Oh, great, man. Great, great. Yeah, you know, I knew, um, yeah, I knew a Hussein in Morocco. He was our, uh, he was the, uh, the director of, hey, Jack, what was the guy's name? I'm like, dude, you're eating my time. I can't, I can't air any of this. None of this is airable. 
So then it's like, wrap it up. Like, okay, enough there, Star Daily. Wrap it up. Like, really quickly, what was it like working on the film? Yeah, man, it was, it was a good experience. Thank you. Great meeting you. Yeah, man, no and problem. That was it. That was it. So then the interview is then like, hey, we got a chance to talk to Matthew McConaughey. Here's what he had to say about failure to launch. It was a great experience. Meanwhile, I had all this time, and he's just dissecting my name. Oh, my God. Like, that's, like, you have to, like, take, because it takes time. you got to warm them up, and you got to, like, disarm yeah. them and get them comfortable. And then you can, then you can, then you have a, then if you have four minutes after the first five where you kind of, they trust you and you understand, like, listen, I'm not trying to get any kind of gossip. I just want to understand about you and your artistry and yeah. who you are as a person, like, just legit. Then, then once they understand that and feel that, then they'll... Open up a bit more. Sure. You know? Did you ever have a did you ever have a chance to do like a long form, I don't know, 15, 20 minute? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, one of my favorite long form interviews, and they happened there were two of them, two of them within two months with the same person. Oh. Uh, was with Beyonce. Really? Yeah. So I was in, went to New York, interviewed Beyonce for her album B Day, and then she came to Toronto yeah. and I did like another long, like half hour interview with her. Oh wow. Yeah. She's amazing. She's like she's great. What did you guys talk about? Everything. We talked about we talked about music. We talked about um, we talked about uh, like spontaneity in music. We talked about fame, mm-hmm. her fear of fame, like of becoming too famous. I think yeah. she saw some clips of Michael Jackson. Too famous. Yeah, I think she's already hit that. No, point. no. Now she's just like on another level now. But I think at that time she was like, I remember. I just remember vaguely like uh, her saying something about like witnessing or watching Michael Jackson and the. The, the type of fame that he had achieved and I think she could see herself like she was just sort of on that path you know yeah, like she's yeah. just and she is um, she's just one of a kind um, and she was kind of like you know am, am I going to be able to handle that it was like that, that kind of conversation we talked about um, we talked about her stage presence yeah. and how she just has like this like she just blows up on stage but she's very quiet and really sweet in person just like really chill I actually thought this is so stupid I actually thought I'm realizing you're going to think I'm just a moron after this interview (laughs) in this interview keep in mind this is me in the romance days she was hitting on you yeah I was like (laughs) I think she likes me (laughs) I know she's dating Jay-Z she's dating Jay-Z I know she this is going to make news like Beyonce drops Jay Z for a Hossein Majmajmanimani. Like I was like, I, this is gonna. I'm gonna report on myself. Like, not at all. She just happens to be a very nice person. Like lots of people are. Yeah. And not everyone who's nice is. Uh, is hitting on you. Is hitting on you. Just another lesson for any of your listeners if they're interested. <laughs> so you've you've put yourself in a position where you think a lot of people are hitting on you. Not anymore. Now I don't think anybody's doing anything to me. No, I just feel like people are just yeah. I just look for genuine people now. Now 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 I'm pretty good at it. I think. Who was the worst interview, or who was your worst interview? My worst interview, Jim Belushi. Oh wow. Yeah. Why? He's a nice he guy. Was on, he was high or something. No, no, no. He's, he's, a, he's a good dude. It's just that it was like the first interview that came in and that I had to do. And, uh, oh, this was your first ever? Yeah, first or second. It was so like this early, is on you. It the, wasn't him, maybe. Well, no, I think it's on him. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, let me just explain why. I walk in with Angie Capitano, who is our producer. She's my producer. Okay. Now, Angie is a beautiful girl, okay? She's beautiful. She walks in. And Jim immediately is into her. Like, you can tell. Yeah. So he's thinking she's doing the interview. Ah. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) So as soon as I'm like, actually, I'm doing the interview. And then he's like, oh. Uh. And then from that point on, it was just kind of like, 
No. <laughs> and then I, I said something about um, he was performing. Uh, it was about the Blues Brothers, and like the, I think like Dan Aykroyd did like a Blues Brothers bit at the SARS concert. Remember, like Toronto had the yeah, SARS yeah, concert, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Rolling right. Stones, ACDC, and there was like a Blues Brothers kind of thing, like a little shtick thing that happened. And I mentioned that, and he's like, "No, that didn't happen." I'm like, "It did happen. Like I was there. Like I, I saw it. It was, it was, it was awesome. Like you, you know, like like Soul Man was played. Like I'm a Soul Man. He's like, "Hey, asshole, asshole, listen to me. That didn't happen, okay?" I'm like, "All right, <laughs> really? I, I'm almost unless I'm crazy. I should look at. I should look that up right now. Like, did they play? Like I'm almost <laughs> positive. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the jerk. <laughs> Meanwhile, they didn't. And yeah. how many years later? Yeah, I'm gonna find out song. right now. Blues <laughs> Anyways, uh, that was probably the that was probably the most awkward. Yeah. It wasn't like the worst. Like no one has ever walked out on me. Like nothing like that. It's just kind of like in the end, all you're trying to collect. And you know who I got this advice from? I got this advice from Billy Bush, who is the host of Access Hollywood, who okay. got this particular advice from his producer. So the advice is just passed down to me, which was this. He's like, all you want to do is collect moments. Uh, He's like, we just want moments on TV. It's not like, like you're not cracking open a case. You're just trying to make, <laughs> you just want, you want to see these people out of their element a bit and you just want a fun moment. That's it. Yeah. So we're checking out Blues Brothers, SARS. SARS, Toronto. Here we go. That's a nice phone, by the way. This phone? Oh my God. This is, yeah, it's huge, you know? It's the Samsung Edge 6S Plus. There we go. Can Blues we Brothers Band intro. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Jim Belushi, you owe an apology to Hus Madavji. You could reach him through Here his, he is. Yeah. To his agent. What's her name? Bibi? Dan Aykroyd. Pardon? You're, you're, you're one-time agent. Babette. <laughs> Babette. Right. She was so nice to me. Oh, Babette so, and Jim. And she really believed in me. She believed in me. <laughs> um, who did you... So Jim disappointed you. Well, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I think it started off because of Angie. Yeah, so it's her fault. It's Angie's fault. She's just too pretty. I mean, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> who, um, who didn't disappoint you, but sort of you, you, you had them like low on the pedestal maybe, and you, you chatted with them, like besides Beyonce, um, and you go, wow, that, that's a great person that I just spoke. That was really cool. Oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Um, the one person that comes to mind, this, I'm sure there's other people, but the one person that comes to mind is Chameleonaire. He's a rapper. Okay. And I, I just like, I just, the reason I was, it's because this is so long ago, man. This is like almost, we're talking like almost like, you know, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, but I just know because I've said this anecdote before. Chameleonaire is, he's a, a rap, he's a rapper. Yeah. Um, he has a song, you know, like Rad and Dirty, like that, he kind of, that's his song. It was like a hit song for a while. Um, but if you look Chameleonaire up on YouTube, so I interviewed him for his second album. So on his first album, it is littered with the N-word. Okay. Okay? And if you look on YouTube, like he just says the N-word like, like with, for no rhyme or reason. He just says it over and over again. Yeah. And um, on his second album, there was no parental advisory on the second album at all. And when I interviewed him, because, you know, like you're doing research and like, like, I don't like that word. Like, I don't, like, you know. Sure. To my closest friends are black, and they hate the word. Like, they don't say it, and they just, like, they get offended by it. So, like, I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I don't, that's just, like, you don't just say it. Forget it. And um, 
So when I'm looking him up, I'm like, oh man, like I gotta interview this guy, like this guy, like this guy. That's all he said. Like there's no rhyme or reason for even saying that word. Like yeah. some people say it, and there's like a some kind of connotation behind it or a reasoning behind yeah. it. Like it's like in a sentence at least. There was like nothing. It was like just like I don't know, I don't know. It was just kept like over and over again. I'm like, what is this? Anyways, interview him. No parental advisory on this on this album. He turns out to be an incredible guy. Yeah. And he says to me, he's like, man, I was in Europe, and I'm singing my music everything from the first album and I'm at these festivals and I have the mic out and I have the audience sing back to me and the audience is saying the N-word back at me because it's my, those are my lyrics yeah, and I wrote them and now I want the audience to sing back to me and now I'm like, wait a minute. Like these kids are like, it's not a black audience. Yeah. It's like, it was like, it was a Europe, like a lot of these, some of them were like, you know, like some of them were like very white, like these kind of, and they know the music, they love hip hop, which is great. But they're singing it right back to him. And he felt that it was a responsibility. He's like, I can't do this, man. He's like, I can, he's like, I'm a good enough rapper yeah. and a, a talented enough artist to be able to string together words and put together a dope beat and a dope song without using this. And I'm going to use no profanity, actually. And he puts out the album. And the album, to be honest, didn't do that well. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> However, I like it, actually. There's a great song called Hip Hop Police with Slick Rick on it, and it's a great song. It's a, a very good song. It's good. Like I have it like on my mix sometimes. I still listen to it, <laughs> and I think about that, man. And I think that this is a guy who loves hip hop. He loves his culture, and it was kind of an awakening for him, and it was like a very That's really interesting. cool interview, for, for at least for me to have, and, and I like newfound respect for, for him. When did you stop becoming starstruck, or were you ever starstruck ever? I'm always starstruck, yeah. but never when I'm working. Okay. So, for so example, how do you how do you turn that on or off? I don't know. Like when I'm working, I'm just working. It's like okay. I'm focused and I know what I need to get. And you're I not wanna... thinking I need a selfie. Nothing. I need and to... I give. I w- oh my god, it would have been the best. I would have had like so many great pictures or moments. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't really. I was just sort of like more into like I just want to have a. I want to just leave a good impression, and I yeah. want to have. I want to come out with a solid interview and a great com. I just want to have a great conversation. Yeah. That's all I want. Cool. But then I get starstruck when I'm like. Walking down the street, if it's like, oh my god, it's that guy from that commercial! Like, it's like, it still freaks me out. <laughs> like, I still. Even now, man, even now I get starstruck. Like, so, I mean, I'm like, now I'm acting, I, I get, I'm like, I'm working, and some of these guys are like really close friends of mine, and, yeah. and they've done such incredible things, but I'm always like, it's so cool that you worked on that, man. Like, I've seen that. Like, I still get kind of. Like, I love it. Like, I, I love I love all that stuff. I get starstruck. Like, like I live like in LA part time, and. And I get starstruck by the street sign, like Mulholland Drive. I get starstruck by that. That's a, yeah. That's like it was a movie, it was a David Lynch movie, or like <laughs> Ventura Boulevard. It's like yeah. a major boulevard, like it's a major street that I'm on. There's like so great... many songs, yeah. Yeah, like as a Tom Petty's Free Falling. I'm like, that's what the first song I learned on the guitar. Like I know that <laughs> sign. Like the sign freaks me out. Like I'm like, this is crazy. So you're not. <laughs> so I was going to ask you this question about Toronto and LA. Hmm. So when are you in Toronto? When are you in LA? I'm in Toronto when I'm shooting Saving Hope, okay. the hospital drama. Yeah. Um, and I'm in L.A. when I'm not shooting Saving Hope. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so how often is that? Like, what are the- so we shoot for six months. Okay. We so, shoot, so, but I mean, then there's like holidays, right? So you, I probably spend about five months in L.A. Okay. Four to five months in L.A. Yeah. And that's really because that's where the action is? It's sort of like a spot to be. And um, it's, nice to, um, it's nice to be in that. Like, I like going down there. Even just to train, like I like training. Okay. Like I still tra- I train all the time, and um, what kind of training are we talking about? Uh, acting training, like oh, okay. acting, improv, music, whatever, anything I can get my hands on, yeah. I will. Um, 
So and I just and the schools here are great. Um, it's just that down there, it's just I don't know. This is just like the it's just a bigger community down there. Yeah. So I like I just like being a part of it. And okay. it, and it, and I, I like and then when I'm back in Toronto, I'm still back in the community. So I'll yeah. still try and train when I can. Like if I have time, I'll I'll call up one of my coaches and I'm like, hey, let's let's can we get back at it? And I'll, and I will. Interesting. Yeah. Do, do a lot of people do that? Like this ongoing training or? I don't know about that. I think a lot of people train. Yeah. Um. I don't know if they do it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Interesting. Some some do, some don't. You know. Okay. You just feel there's room to grow and improve. And... I think there's always room to grow and yeah? improve. Yeah. Always. Cool. Yeah. Um. So back to Star. Hmm. I think we're still on Star. Are we? Oh my god. I think we're. Still... <laughs> Jeez, okay. So CTV buys the network after a while. CTV Is buys the network. Yeah. CTV buys Chum. Yeah. They, they buy, buy the... Chum. Yeah. For like one point four billion or whatever. That's like pennies now. Yeah. But and back so, then. And then your role changes. Yeah, so so my show Star Daily gets shut down. Yeah. By this time, Dina moves over to Breakfast Television. Oh wow, she's been there for, since yeah, for that she, long. For that long, yep. She was over to BT, and what happened was Rogers and so the network Rogers and CTV the network had to split some of the assets. That's right. And so B- Dina and Breakfast Television went over to Rogers. It's kind of like a weird divorce, actually. Okay. Like a, I was so sad, man. Like, like siblings. Like, okay, you get... Yeah, like, she was like my TV kids. wife, you know? Like, we had, like, just, like... <laughs> no, she was, like, with this, like... But saying this... she didn't really like you, eh? I know. <laughs> I know. But it was, like, this excellent chemistry we had. And it was just sad to see her go. Because it was sad that, it like, hosting with her was, was awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, so she goes over to Rogers, and I went over to... I stayed at CTV. The show's done now. My whole team is gone. Like, the producers, the writers. No one's there anymore. Like, no oh, one's wow. there. And I'm still collecting this like fat paycheck, and feeling like, guilty about it. Like it's like, I felt terrible. I'm like this mm-hmm. sucks. Like why am I? Even? You kind of have like that survivor's guilt in a weird way, you know, yeah, yeah. in a very small, minuscule version of that, I guess. But <clears throat> anyways, from there, I we started putting on specials at Star, like hosting specials at Star. Okay. So the like, network is still around. So Star, or the network is still around, and then I, then I did a lot of stuff for uh, eTalk, like a lot of the doing the like news reports for eTalk. Okay. And then I moved over to CP24. So then I kind of like filled my time with a bunch of things. So then I would do major specials for Star and news updates for Star. And then uh, that as a correspondent for eTalk. And then on CP24, I just started becoming their entertainment guy as well. So those three things okay. is what sort of defined my role before I left. And or so before you, it ended. Before it ended. <clears throat> yeah, because then Star shut down production. And then you were just like an extra person. <clears throat> and then they were like, okay, thank you very much. See you later. So like, oh, so that was the end of that. So that, so then that ended. So that's your broadcasting. That was broadcasting. And then, yeah, so that was broadcasting. And then I still like hosted like live events and all that kind of stuff. And then by that time, then it took off to India. I was like, I'm going to India. I need to figure out what's going on with my life. You went to go find yourself. In a way. I kind of did actually. Like I'm, my sister lives in Dubai, so I went to go see her. Okay. And then I went, I went backpacking around India. And I kind of like, I did something like, I wanted to do something uh, physically strenuous. I went like hiking around mountain, like the Himalayan mountains, like hiking around these crazy hills, like looking for snow leopards. Yeah. And then I wanted to go do something spiritually strenuous. So I did. Wait, a, did you find any snow leopards? Found footprints. Yeah. And urine. Apparently, no one ever sees snow. <clears throat> they're very, they're very elusive creatures. Yeah. I was very happy to find footprints. Actually, to be honest, sure. we were close, but then it was freezing, minus twenty. Wow. Minus twenty. And then, uh, like, we were, like, really north India, like, Ladakh, Leh Ladakh, way up there. And then I did uh, a 10-day silent meditation. <clears throat> and by this time, I was already acting. Like, while I was at Star and doing stuff at Etok, I was already in a play. Mm-hmm. And I already shot a pilot for a CBC show called okay. Throwing Stones. So I already was, like, 
already wanted to do it. Like I had already every even in Winnipeg and Sacramento, I'd always wanted to kind of act. You know what I mean? Like okay. I got cast in a play in yeah. Winnipeg and I couldn't do it. And then I was like trying to write a play in, in Sacramento and then I went straight to Toronto. And then in Toronto I was like, okay, I'm in a play. And then I got into a TV show while I'm still hosting. But you you can't have I couldn't do two at the same time. Like you can have a job and a career, but you can't have two careers, you know? Mm. And that was the thing. So when I came back, I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back into this play. I'm gonna keep doing the play. Yeah. And then I had an agent already, like an acting agent. I was like, I'm gonna hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for sure now, for serious. Let's for reals. Let's do this. <laughs> and uh, he's like, okay. So then um, I Did got called Babette. He no no. His name was uh, Jerry Jordan. Jerry <laughs> his name Jordan. Jerry Jordan. Uh, great guy, uh, got, got me my first foot in the door, got me Call Me Fitz. What, now, is a, what is this show? Call Me Fitz uh, was a, is a comedy on HBO Canada uh, starring Jason Priestley. Um, and, and it's still on? Uh, no, we went no. for four seasons. Okay. And um, it, was a, like a, it was like such a blessing to be on that, man. It was like shot in Nova Scotia. Oh, and wow. it, it only like it was for three months out of the year. That was like the production schedule, like yeah. three, four months, three and a half months, something like that, three months. Um, and everyone on there, like stupid talented. Like, the, like I'm talking about the, the actors are hilarious. The writers are the best. They are the best. The showrunner, Sherry Elwood, is like, like it was because of that show. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer was a fan of the show. And then now Sherry works with Jerry Bruckheimer. She has like, she's doing Lucifer or something like that. I think right now on network TV in the States. Like she's, in, she's a, such an incredible writer and like the worlds that come out of her mind are twisted and demented and beautiful. Like she's, like she's like a, like a total talent and Jason is amazing. Like an amazing actor, like just someone great to learn from. Interesting. Yeah. And it was that, that was a show and it was like a critical success. Like the new, the New York times, like loved it. Like gave it like a glowing review. Yeah. Right at the gate. We were nominated for 18 Gemini oh, wow. awards, which are like our, the equivalent of our Emmys. Yeah. Um, we were nominated for an ensemble cast. It was like my first Gemini. I was like really excited about that. It was awesome. But you guys won? Did you say you won? We didn't win. Okay. We were nominated. But we won a lot. Like we won a lot. We cleaned, like the show itself cleaned up a lot of awards. Like Amazing. best comedy, best this, best that. Um, but at the same time, it was like leading broadcasting was still fresh. And so CB24 called me and they're like, hey, do you want to come do the morning show? Like we'd like you to be a part of the morning show here. Yeah. And I was already on Call Me Fitz. I'm like, um, what, uh, you know, I sh- I'm on this show, Call Me Fitz. I know. We love the show. Congratulations. We're so excited about it. But we'd love to have you, you know, be on the morning show. Like, you know, we, you know, we, love, all your, we love your work. And the stuff you did, I covered the provincial election in a really fun way, like a, like a cu- couple years before that. We saw the election coverage. We just think it's great. We just love your work. Can you come, come do the morning show. Sure. Oh, my God. I'd love to do it. So uh, the only thing is this. I'm still shooting Call Me Fitz. So is there a way I can do that and the show? No. No. You'll need to decide. But Is it's it the, no because it's different networks? or No, because it's like it's going to take up three months out of your time in Nova Scotia. Ah. And I'm like, um, but I, there's no way. Like, no. I mean, but it's the morning show. It's the morning show. It's like you're the guy. Be the guy. And then I thought about it for like five seconds. And I said, no, I'm going to pass. And it was like the hardest thing I'd ever done, Karim, because it was, you're saying no to stability. Like that was three months. And then the other nine months is like no work. You're just auditioning and you're like living on peanuts and you're like living on that past money that you'd made as a broadcaster. Like I realize I'm lucky that I had that. Um, But it's like scary, man. It's like, 
but it was like, no, I want to do this, and it feels right to be on this. Yeah, path. You, don't, you don't look regretful like you did on the on, on the Babette story. The Babette story is like funny because I don't know what could have happened there. <laughs> but no, it was probably that it was. Like, I mean, listen, it was because of that decision that I was. I like you have to kind of like those type of decisions that are scary are often. I mean, if if you do it for the right reasons, I feel like they're going to be scary. But then, it, then I think you you there's always something, someone, whatever there to catch you, and then and then you're good. You, yeah. so it's a free fall, but you're, you I'm going to have to check this out. Call me Fitz. You'd love it, man. The show's amazing. Awesome. It's amazing. And then what happens after that? So call me Fitz, and then I got Saving offered. Hope, is no, it? then I got on to Combat Hospital. So okay. everything happened quick, man. I got was a Call Me Fitz, and then uh, my agent. So I had to switch agents. Um, because why you uh, have to switch agents? Uh, because that Jerry just wasn't working out. Like he just had a, I just had a different plan of what I wanted to accomplish. Okay. And um, and I what just, is that? I, I just, I just wanted, I just wanted. I was thinking, I'm thinking states. I'm thinking like just, I just, I just have, I just got, I just, just my dialogue with him was not broad, broad enough. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of like, hey man, this is, this is good that we're doing this. And he's right. It, it, it is great that we're doing this, but I needed to go to this other agency. It's like a bigger agency, and I just, I just needed to be there. Yeah. And uh, my friend Kerry um, set me up with this agent. Um, like, and it was cool. Like at that time, I was able to like interview different agents. You know what I mean? And then this one actually, I was like, okay, I like this one. It wasn't just like I'm taking the first thing. Sure, sure. I was very like street, like smart about it. I was like, I like this one. She's great. I have a good rapport. And her name, ironically, is also Jerry. Believe it or not. <laughs> Her name is Jerry, female but Jerry, um, and she's my girl, and she's awesome. Um, but uh, she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna send your demo reel out to this uh, casting director. They just want you to see your stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, cool." And then that's it. Then she's like, "Okay, they want to offer you this role on Combat Hospital. It's a show that's going to air on ABC and Global. Go do it." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." So that's it. So it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was like that was like no cra- casting call. crazy to me. Yeah. And then while I was doing Combat Hospital, I then I auditioned for Saving Hope for okay. the pilot. At the same time, so then everything. So Call Me Fitz is still going. I'm shooting Combat Hospital. I shoot the pilot for Saving Hope. Don't hear anything back. Um, I go do Call Me Fitz, and then Saving Hope gets picked up. And then I, at one point, I was doing Call Me Fitz and Saving Hope at the same time. So Saving Hope, it's on CTV here, right? CTV here, yeah. Yeah, and in the States? States, it was on NBC, and okay. now it's on Ion TV. Okay. <clears throat> and Ion is great. They, they love the show. They support it so much. And uh, they, yeah, they're, they're in for five seasons now. They're, like, they got, they're in for all five seasons. So Okay. Yeah, they're a really great partner for us. They're, they're great. So what season are you filming now? Five. You're season five? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, What's the show about? I know it's like it's a medical drama. Yeah, yeah. It's a medical. It's like a, yeah, it's a hospital drama. Um, I guess I mean all the care. I mean it's like any other, like like any kind of hospital drama. There's like you know, a uh, person who's sick and you kind of fix them and that, yeah. and that they have to you know they have to either heal or something happens to them in that episode and we learn about them and their families. So those are sort of those are sort of like the the episodal episode arcs for each each sort of storyline but the, the the bigger thing is that um, um, Michael Shanks who plays uh, uh, Charlie Harris he right out the right out the gate in the pilot goes in a coma on his way to his um, wedding hmm. he's, so he's in a coma he gets into a car accident and he gets into a coma and then he is just aware of his surroundings so he kind of sees he's sort of in that in between world 
like uh-huh. between like he's in that sort of spirit world sort of yeah, thing yeah. and that's sort of the thing that makes our show unique it has a little bit of a supernatural element in it and so um so he kind of solves solves like medical cases that way doing doing and <clears throat> does any of the characters know that he's there no uh, so so he so he's i mean he's since come out of the coma ah. so i just did a spoiler for anyone who damn it what season was that Season one and season he goes back in season four I think. Oh wow! But it's it, it, it it's uh it's you should watch it man it's it's a really good show yeah. it, like I'm really proud of this show it's good it's very popular it's like we've we've we got a great fan base like everyone it's awesome you've got this talk about fan base there's this one character like I tweeted at you once and then this one character like just tweets over and over and over again who is it we saw Isabel. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's like, but there's like a super fan. Yeah, they just love the stuff, man. Like they just support, they support it and they love it and like you need that. Like it, like, like it's important. I think those things are important. I think they're important. Yeah. Like, fans are important, man. You need them. <laughs> you need them. Like you need someone. Yeah, yeah. You not only do you need someone to, to watch the show, but you want yeah. someone to celebrate the show too. For sure. You know, to get to geek out about it, get into it, and they do, and I love it. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Because you feel like then you're really, like. You don't want to miss a detail on the show. Like, you want to, like, make sure that every detail is covered. You want to do that anyways, but it, it just means that much more if people you know are paying attention. Is your character a doctor? <clears throat> I play a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Um, he has Asperger's. Stereotypically, and well, guy being a neurosurgeon. True, but <laughs> everyone on the show is a doctor. <laughs> everyone on the show is a doctor, so it's not that stereotypical. But, but you have uh, Asperger's. I have Asperger's, yeah. and I'm gay on the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm a socially awkward gay neurosurgeon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's incredible. His name is Dr. Shahir Hamza. Yeah. And he's awesome. How much of you do you... I always hear, you know, you've got to be in the character and stuff like that. Yeah. So how much of you do you put in? How do you prepare for your, your character? Yeah, so two separate questions. Um, uh, two different answers. Um, how much of me am I in? So I think in the beginning, like when you, when you do a TV series... You, you got to find the character, you know what I mean? And the more you play, like after five seasons, like the character's so well-defined now because yeah. not only am I playing it a certain way, the writers are writing it a certain way because we all know who this guy is and what, what he's about. Um, so in the beginning, I was like, oh, this isn't really me. Like, you know, I'm not like... But I'm like, no, it actually is very much me. Like, I'm not gay. I don't have Asperger's. But listen, I know, I know when something is beautiful. I know what attraction is. I know what love is. Even though I don't like romance, no, I don't. I know what love is. Um, I know what it's like to, to, to. I know what it's like to, to have some of those traits that someone might, someone who has Asperger's might have. Yeah. And you just relate to it that way, and then it's then you bring all of you to it in the end. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you bring as much of that that you can identify with your character right to it as yeah. much as, as much as as you can as possible. Interesting. Because yeah. I, I never want him to be a caricature, or I just. I want him to be grounded and real. Like I just want him to be this, this guy, and he is this guy, and and he's so much fun to play. You have a story about Regis Philbin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? What happened? Regis. Regis. Uh, oh, Regis. Re- so I interviewed Regis yeah. Philbin in Niagara Falls, and um, he was talking about psyllium fiber. That was something that he was promoting. Okay. And I had a great interview with him. Like, we were just laughing, and he's like, you're going to take over my job, like, when he was with, uh, when he was doing that show with Kelly. Yeah. Um, Even before that, Regis and Kathy Lee, right? 
Yeah, so I think this is the, this is the, this is the Regis and Kelly. Regis and Kelly. Yeah, so not Kathy Lee yeah. at the time. I think it was Regis and Kelly at that time, or maybe maybe just when Kelly was starting. I'm not sure. Anyways, it was around like 2008, seven, eight, something like that. Something like that. Um, we had a great rapport. Yeah. And then he's like, "Let's take a photo together." I'm like, "Sure." So we take a picture together, and then he talked about her interview. Oh no! Way. On the air the next day, <laughs> and it was awesome. He showed off the photo. Like during, they do a little introduction they do like a banter and they tell stories and all that stuff in the beginning before they get to like topics and before they bring their guests on yeah, and yeah. in that part like he's like i met this great guy uh out of uh, out of toronto and niagara falls like it was, he was just odd he showed up this picture of the two of us nice. and yeah it was so cool and he's he's like he's a legend man yeah, like, yeah he's the best sure. yeah um you play guitar i do play guitar yeah, yeah. the acoustic guitar yeah well, when did you start learning, or how long have you been playing for? Um, I picked it up in grade 12. Oh, wow, so a long time. Yeah. And you've got, like, a signature on that? Ben Harper signed it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? You say it like, yeah, Ben Harper. Yeah, no, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Sorry. Ben Harper signed my guitar. I Because inter- I mean, I've interviewed Ben Harper a couple of times. Yeah. I love his music. I think he's great. I'm influenced by Ben Harper and the yeah. way he writes. Like one, he's like I'm obviously influenced by a lot of musicians, but he's definitely one of them. Yeah, and I'm just a fan. And um, I, on I think the second time I interviewed him, I just I brought my guitar. And again, like just like what we talked about earlier, I'm not that guy that takes selfies and photos with celebs and all that stuff. Yeah. But this particular time, I'm like, Ben, can you sign my guitar? Because like, we actually talked about guitars. Yeah. Um. We talked about his favorite make of guitar. He gave me his guitar tech's phone number. He's oh, like, wow. before you buy your next guitar, make sure you talk to him. He's my guitar tech. He'll walk you right through it. I actually called him. Yeah. He's like, Ben gave me your number. He's like, yeah, man, for sure, man. Oh, the kind of guitar you need is like, he was like, awesome. Anyways, Ben Harper then is like, yeah, man, let me sign this guitar for you. He's like, I was like, do you, do you mind? He's like, no, nah, man, I'll do it right now. And he did. Nice. And yeah, it's like my favorite, like play that guitar. I was just playing it like maybe like an hour ago. Like, oh, wow. just, Yeah, just ripping on it. Nice. What sort of music you play? <clears throat> Um, I don't know. It's all singer-songwritery stuff, right? It's just me and uh, it's just me and the guitar. Although I'm just I've teamed up with um, a drummer, like and and we're kind of like jamming a lot now. Oh. So we're I'm starting to really move forward with music. Nice. I've got like a I don't know 50 songs that I've written. Really? Like a book of songs, and they're just sitting there. And um, some of them are terrible, but some of them are very good. Like some of them, are, like, I really like a lot. What band names have you thought about? Because you've thought of band names. I haven't thought of band no, names. No, you have. I haven't. No, not even as a kid. No. Like you're playing, yeah, Hussein, oh, no. so, Hussein and the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Dabjis. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so I was in a band in, in high school. Who's in the kids? And we called ourselves Someone We All Love. So when we were introduced at like this high school fashion show, they're like, and now for Someone We All Love, Someone We All Love. <laughs> it was a dumb gimmick. Yeah. But that's what we called ourselves back in, uh, in high school. So that name is, we'll see that name come up. Yeah, right. That's not happening. It'll be another name. <laughs> Streaming on title. It'll be Hoos and the Madavjis. Hoos and the Madavjis. <laughs> and the Madavjis. Nice. With man. my uncle's playing background. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? Yeah. Have, you, have you had fun? Yeah, it was Has awesome, it good? man. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.